where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And today we're commemorating the 7th of November by remembering the 5th of November by watching a movie, or not actually watching it, but uh, covering a theory over the movie V for Vendetta. And this is from author John on Gliding. And the title of their theory is Gordon was working with V and Evie was set up from the start. V for Vendetta begins with Evie Hammond walking through London, breaking curfew on her way to a date with Gordon Dietrich, her superior at the British television network, BTN. While on her way to this assignment, she is followed and accosted by a group of fingermen, the Norse Fire Secret Police. The heroic V swoops in and saves the damsel in distress and invites her to witness the first step in his revolution as blowing up the Old Bailey. It is worth noting that this is the only time we see V go out of his way to save a random citizen. It does, however, conveniently and immediately endear both Evie and the audience to him. Because Evie works at the BTN, she conveniently has an access card to the private residency of Louis Prothero, a mouthpiece of the Norse Fire regime and the first person on V's personal kill list. V uses that card to assassinate his first target. Later, in his lair, V and Evie bond while he cooks her a dish called Egg in a Basket. Later, when Evie escapes from V, she runs for safety to Gordon Dietrich, who coincidentally also makes her egg in a basket. When the Norse Fire agents come to arrest Gordon, V is coincidentally nearby, just in time to save her. The audience is left to take it as a series of coincidences that, on the eve of his revolution against Norse Fire, V happened to randomly save someone instrumental to his first assassination and was at Gordon's home just before they were both about to be arrested because Gordon had just aired a brazen satirization of the Norse Fire High Chancellor. But, as V himself tells his last victim, Delia Surridge, there are no coincidences, only the illusion of coincidences. Before his death, Dietrich reveals to Evie his date with Evie, which coincidentally started this whole mess for her, was a ruse to conform with his society's expectation for a man in his position. But if his goal was to maintain his facade, wouldn't Dietrich arrange a very public lunch date rather than a secret meeting after curfew where no one would see? Evie was set up. After V escaped Larkhill, he began to plot to murder those responsible for the atrocities committed against him, Valerie, and presumably the others undesirables in concentration camp. He found a sympathetic ally in Gordon. Gordon arranged for Evie to be walking through London during curfew with V secretly tailing her until she gets endangered by Fingerman. V saves her with hopes of using her gratitude to get her access card. However, V did not anticipate her going so far as to save him during his broadcast at the BTN. After that long pause looking down at her unconscious body, wrapped perhaps in guilt or interest, he decides to kidnap her. In her, he found a confidant, kindred spirit, and potential successor. In the chaos of his assassinating the Bishop of London, Evie runs to Gordon, the powerful man who might protect her. Gordon is in the process of carrying out his own broadcast, one aimed to mock the High Chancellor and help antagonize the autocrat as part of V's plan. At some point, Gordon tells V that Evie is hiding at his home. When Gordon's broadcast is aired, he is overly confident in his safety, perhaps because he knows this is all part of the plan, and his killing machine ally is nearby to rescue him, if needed. But V has calculated that Gordon, the popular social figure, must also die in order to give the people another martyr. However, now viewing Evie as a possible successor, V waits for the police to arrive, giving him the perfect opportunity to kidnap her, again, to torture her into becoming just like him. With an apparent act of selfless heroism, both an unwitting pawn and the audience are endeared to a domestic terrorist. 
So, uh, you know, it's been a while, I know, since some of us, since we've seen this this movie. Do you guys pretty much understand what all the events that this person is referring to? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, on the whole, I do. There are some finer points in there that were talked about that I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, which is just making me want to watch the movie again, uh-huh. especially as I go I through <laughs> IMDb and mm-hmm. look at this cast. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I, I lo- yes, I need to see this again. I love it when you watch a movie when you're younger. And then when you get older and you've seen those actors, but forget that they're in that movie you saw when you were younger mm-hmm. and how awesome they are. Um, but yeah, and then you get to rediscover them, their performance in that movie after you've seen a bunch of their other works. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So basically what I think is interesting, so there, there are a couple of points here. First of all, is that, you know, uh, Evie was set up from the beginning, like she was targeted from the beginning and it wasn't a coincidence that she happened to uh, be saved by V, which they make a good point. You don't see him rescue anybody else in the movie. He's not like a, a Batman or somebody yeah. rescuing the innocent. Um, so that's an interesting one. Another thing is that, you know, she even comments on the whole egg in the basket thing and Dietrich jokes that, well, there's no other explanation other than I am the terrorist V or whatever. Um, so, but then you also have, the idea, okay, so it's possible that maybe Gordon and V were working together, but then V also has this secondary idea that he doesn't share with Gordon. That he's going to let Gordon get killed so that he can be a um, a martyr, essentially. Um, so those are the big points we see here. Let's go ahead and move on to the comments. Uh, the first comment is from The World is Rough. Uh, they say, I love V for Vendetta and this theory. It gives so much more credence to court to Gordon's death. They both had their secrets that they only share with Evie and those secrets ended in their demise. I've only read parts of the graphic novel. Does this theory hold there as well? And then never only a dream responded. No, it doesn't. That whole subplot, <laughs> the whole subplot was a movie alone. So basically what they're saying is like the whole movie was the, a subplot of the graphic novel, Dang. which I, I can see. Ah, man. It seems like there's so much more there. That's a uh, ton of, that's a ton of story then. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. there's, there's so much background to dive into. And um, so I, 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 I'd, ever since I've seen the movie, I've wanted to read the graphic novel. I just never did. Well, we were just talking mm. about checking stuff out from the library. Maybe that's you, next on the list. Yeah. I never thought about checking that hmm. from the library. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, next comment is from Skodo. Strong theory. They also both have a lot of contraband artwork. I wouldn't be surprised if they had shared some of it or even first met through the black market. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Because that's something I remember very specifically. Wasn't, isn't it one of Evie's lines about, is it, is this real butter? I haven't had real yeah. butter and it's because he stole it from the black market or got yep. it off the black market. Yeah. Uh, no, he actually hijacked or uh, stole it from a tr- the train going to the chancellor. Ah, nice. Um, Okay, mm-hmm. next, uh, or the OP responds, that's such a good point. They're collecting contraband could have been how they met in the first place, talking about Dietrich and V. Um, yeah. And then the last comment is from Zebos. Love this theory also, although almost certainly not intended. It could be that Gordon is alive at the end. When everyone's masks are pulled off as Parliament is blown up, he is among those we see standing in the crowd. Obviously, we see many characters who are 100% dead in the mask revealing montage, but there's theoretically a world where V saves Gordon after he has been 
black bagged, and that is actually him in the crowd. No, there's not. Mm, <laughs> there's not. No. <laughs> there's no. theoretically a world where V doesn't die. I mean, it's I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna dump that one right now. Well, yeah. exactly. Like they say. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Everybody else is dead, but mm-hmm. Gordon right. exactly. could be alive. Exactly. What? Yeah, <laughs> because it's Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry can't die. <laughs> Oh, knock on wood, please. Oops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't feel like those comments, there weren't very many good ones. The The reason why there aren't very many that I've put here is because they're all like, oh, this is a good theory. Hey, this is great. Nice job. They didn't really add anything or mm-hmm. um, have anything against the theory. So that's pretty much what we have um, to work with, uh, with the theory and the comments. Okay, great. That means it's going to be a short yeah. episode. Uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so I, I guess it's probably, you know, we could probably move along. Do you all have anything else, Michael, do you want to bring up before we uh, get ready to rate the theory? No, I think anything else that I might have to say uh, needs to be said while I'm rating. Okay. Same for you, Laura? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Well, um, I do want to share real quick, guys, just kind of behind peek behind the curtains for people listening. Uh, we did get some good feedback the other day from our friend Aaron. He, you know, he was a guest on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This was great to get this compliment. He said that my comedic writing for these transitions are genius. However, our delivery <laughs> as hosts isn't really natural. So, you know, we should work harder to make it sound more off the cuff. Do you, do you think we can do that? I don't really want to work any harder than I already am. Yeah, me neither. All right. So we're all agreed that we will continue to read these lines of dialogue for the very first time when we record them and not worry too much if they sound natural or not. Honestly, I don't think you could sound natural if you tried. You just aren't natural. I guess that makes me supernatural. I am not flesh. I am an idea. And ideas, Mr. Sewell, are bulletproof. No. You know, I can usually tell when Spencer's run out of ideas when writing. How? He gives one of us a single word response in negatory, like, no. You know, you're right. I always thought that was just for comedic effect, but now it just seems lazy. Hey, I do not do that. That is a lie. Let's move on to rating the theory. Michael, will you go over our rating scale really quickly? Yes. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Okay, so now that we know our theory rating scale, um, does anybody want to volunteer to go first to rate the theory that says V, terrorist V, uh, worked with Dietrich, Gordon Dietrich, to uh, single out Evie as a co-conspirator, an, an unwitting co-conspirator in the plot to bring down the thing, whatever it's called. I would like to reserve mine for last. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I'll go first. I don't, I don't mind. Um, mine will be pretty short because um, honestly, like there was enough evidence in this for me uh, to connect the dots 
solidly enough to where I feel like I can give this a plausible. Uh, I don't think okay. it's quite genius, uh, but just there. I have a hard time in any movie or TV show when there are just too many coincidences. I, I feel like there's got to be some sort of connection. So I'm always looking for that. And that's exactly what this does. This theory, it points out all the different coincidences that happen to line up with uh, this theory being true. So yeah, I give it a plausible. All righty. All righty. All righty. Um, I'll go next. You know, this one, this one's a little tricky for me to rate. I can see your, your thing, Michael, about you know if there are so many coincidences then there's a reason uh but also it's like the whole we joked about this um but i think it didn't get recorded because of technical glitches <laughs> but we joked about them whether pieces of coincidence or evidence is that they both had made her egg in a basket and her mom made her egg in basket so i guess her mom was a uh, part of the conspiracy too <laughs> so <laughs> It's it's just some of those coincidences. I don't know it. I know that he didn't save anybody else. I'll go with plausible on this. I'll, I'll say that okay. it's plausible, not quite genius, but it's also like not unlikely too. You know, there's not really anything that's saying that's right. not. At least in my opinion, anything that's saying that this can't possibly even be likely. So I'll say plausible. And for me, I'm giving this a genius, and the reason is because that's what I always thought. Everything the theory <laughs> says, this has been what I had always thought from the beginning when I first watched the movie, was that this was all mm. preordained and orchestrated from the beginning. And mm -hmm. that's why I didn't want to mm -hmm. say anything, because I didn't <laughs> want to just, you know, mm -hmm. try and sway anybody. Uh, yeah. And that's why I wanted to go last, but... This is how I've always viewed the movie from the beginning is, okay, yeah, he planned all of this. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I mean, I guess I have to give it a genius because this is my canon. This is so, what I've always seen it as. So the, question, the egg in the basket yeah. thing is not a piece of evidence to me, though. <laughs> okay. That's, again, like I was yeah. saying about like French toast or pancakes or something. It's a common, I mean, mm -hmm. egg in a basket, if I understand correctly, is basically like a slice of bread with a hole cut in the middle and egg fried in the middle of the piece of bread. Yes, that's, like, that's a common. Mm -hmm. It's a common enough breakfast that like mm -hmm. anybody's parents would have made it for them. And, you know, like, yeah. so that's nothing. But everything else, yes, I always me, thought that they knew each other. I'm curious to, to know or to get your take on how much of this was planned. Because like, maybe I could say, all right, maybe he um, planned at least to uh, meet up with her so that he could use her credentials. Do you think that things escalated from there as far as her involvement? Because, you know, I remember the scene where they're watching the uh, cam or the, uh, you know, the security camera footage after she saves him and she gets knocked out. He stands there trying to decide if he wants to rescue her, take her with him or not. Do you think that that was something, uh, a new development that he had planned on doing at that moment in the plot. I guess what I would say with that is I I saw it as, yes, it was a plan of she was going to Gordon's and that's where V intercepts her and gets the card. That was always planned. Mm -hmm. I think from there where you're talking about on, that is on the fly. Okay. But that's kind of where, I mean, that's where coincidences basically kind of, 
don't matter anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like what? That, yeah. That's not a really uh, any kind of negatory to this being right. the canon to me. Just mm-hmm. Because the main plan was, I mean, and any kind of pre-planning was just that part of getting her and getting the card. I think after that, I, I mean, because he didn't have a connection with anybody of having rescued them the way that he did with her from mm-hmm. the, the, whatever they called, footies, foot, what? Uh, Fingerman. Oh. Fingerman. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I was thinking footman, oh, and mm-hmm. that's because of a book that I'm reading right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, that, I, yeah, I, I think I've said it <laughs> yeah. clearly, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What, why do you think um, – well, last question, and then we, we can wrap it up, and this okay. is for everybody. One other thing is like, okay, so he used – if Gordon is the um, the head of the BTN or whatever his his position is, superior, he's, he's Evie's superior at the BTN. Why mm-hmm. – if he needs Evie for her card, why can't he just get Gordon to get him something or even just use Gordon's card? It could be traced back to Gordon, and yeah, uh, she that's is she too disposable. Risky. She's disposable, yes. I guess. Yeah, okay. that just that just lends more evidence towards she's the the fall guy for all of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty, interesting discussion, and yeah, I think we should go watch this movie now. Yes, yeah. sounds like a good idea. I couldn't believe it. I went and looked on IMDb. This movie is from two thousand five. Yep. Oh, wow. oh, oh, get it? Because the fifth, 2005, there's a five in it. Wow. <laughs> I remember seeing the trailers for this movie, and I remember seeing the DC logo. I was like, oh, this is going to be a superhero I know. I was like, I've never heard of this before in my life. <laughs> but it still, it still looked cool. It sure yeah. did. But speaking of cool, I have something to share with you as we bring this episode to a close. Uh, you know, sometimes actors have real-life health issues that we don't know about, and that's mostly because their lives should be private. However, yeah. I did see this shared recently about Piers Brosnan from Go Dumbledore. Uh, Piers Brosnan <laughs> actually suffers from severe back pain due to the, due to carrying the entirety of Black Adam. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, they're not wrong. Oh. <laughs> they're so not wrong. <laughs> Shoot, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Womp, Dr. Womp. Fate's the only reason to watch that movie. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is the Michael Sewell opinion. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Well, on that note, this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask in the Fast and the Furious franchise, was Brian's first street race busted so he could rescue Dom? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like Good Job Brain, Monster Talk, and The Pirate History Podcast.